0: What's up, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Sophista Ratchet podcast with your host, Ty, where you get your daily dose of ratchicity cloaked in sophisticated dialogue. So stay tuned and listen to what we're going to be talking about on this week's episode of Sophista Ratchet. What's up everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Sophistic Ratchet And oh, I'm tingling with excitement for the topic we're going to be discussing today Okay, we're talking about that bread, that cheddar, that moo, all that money, that cake, them Benjamins All of that green stuff, okay? So there's not really going to be a story time because I have literally so much that I want to cover in this episode That it will be like three days long if I don't get right into it So The main thing I'm going to be talking about is wealth redistribution and the little thing, like the large umbrella of wealth redistribution and the little things that I believe go under that, right? And then I'm going to get into like some smaller ideals that I have. Some things that I think are really like strictly American ideals when it comes to wealth and money and privileges, things like that, that don't really translate overseas. And like I said, I'm going to get into that later, so. I'm going to start with the overarching question of do the wealthy have a responsibility to those who have less than they do significantly less we're not talking about one wealthy person helping a rich person okay we're talking about the poor like people making under what is poor in America what is it under what is it, under forty thousand dollars a year you're considered poor and in under like 20 is extreme poverty or something like that but yeah that, that's what i'm talking about the responsibility to those people the people who 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 fund the economy those people right so of course i have to start with the richest person on this planet that we call earth Jeff Bezos okay the reason why I gotta knock at my door every other day in a lovely little package Jeff Bezos okay this man will be the world's first trillionaire by the year 2026. now 2021 is already like what 40 40 days away yeah so literally five years. He's going to be the world's first trillionaire, right? That's an incomprehensible number—trillions to have trillions of dollars. It's just—it's just crazy, right? So right now, Jeff Bezos is worth one hundred eighty-three point six billion dollars. That's his net worth, right? So to put that into like something that is. Comprehensible, I'm going to give you these breakdowns. So, if he was to liquidate his entire fortune today for its full value, he could cut a check to every person in the United States for $572.04. That's at the current population of 329 million people, right? And if he really wanted to flex, okay, he could send every person on earth $24. And 44 cents literally like he has enough money. Like he, he holds enough money to even possibly give every single person on the planet something. And the fact that it's, it's like a money that you can actually, you can actually get you something to eat with. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go a little bit. I'm gonna go a little bit further. If he decided he wanted to liquidate everything in exchange for physical Paper cash, he would single handedly remove 15.7% of all US currency. Okay. Let's go at it again. Using the medium home price for a city like Phoenix, Arizona, he can purchase 700,000 homes. Okay. In North Dakota, he could buy 792,000 homes at their median um price of $234,000. Okay? It is enough for all 762,000 North Dakotians to have somewhere to live, plus 30,000 leftover houses for odds and ends, right? So that should give you like a better understanding of just how much of that green stuff we're talking about okay and my question is is it the responsibility of someone who has been able to amass that much wealth to help those who will never even see one percent of that right so me and my um, roommate were having a discussion the other night and um, talking about the responsibility of those who are who have been able to garner the best of what civilization has to offer like a jeff bezos he's been able to use the system of capitalism to garner this mass amount of wealth she doesn't think it's the responsibility of anybody to take care of another person i disagreed i think particularly well i think this globally but i'm gonna just keep it you know small scale and talk about the us because of the systems that allow him to make that much money, it is. I think it is absolutely within his responsibility to contribute to the society that has that has made him, that has garnered him the wealth he has been able to garner. Right. I am not at all saying that he needs to be giving away more money than he takes in, but it should be damn close because he he could not spend. he. he it, it would be impossible for him to spend this money, all this money, in his lifetime. It would not happen. It wouldn't happen. Like I said, by 2026, he's going to be a trillionaire and he'll only be 62 years old. So even with, let's say he's going to live another, with the money he got access to health, he's going to live at least another 35 years, right? So he could not, he could not possibly spend that much money. So at the very least, he would be, he would be hoarding it for his future generations, which he doesn't have any kids, right? So where is his money? going to go outside of his family and like if you listen to any financial like work if you listen to any finance financially educating type of courses or anything like that you know the more money you have the inev- it's an it's inevitable for it to grow into more money so as long as he attains that as long as he has this wealth it's always going to continue to grow and be in amass more and more so the longer it exists, the 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 more it's going to grow, right? So as it gets passed down and passed down, the bigger the money is going to go, and the less probable we will ever be he will ever be of being able to spend it, and including his future generations, right? So why, and my my opinion would be, why not do the why not redistribute that to where it's going to actually be used and make a difference, as opposed to hoarding it in your bank account. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it makes no sense to have something that you cannot use when it can only be useful outside of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like he can only do good by giving away money. Like, and don't get, of course he, like he does his little charitable donations and things like that. But the scale to which he gives in relation to how much he, he profits is, is nonsense. That would be like somebody who makes, $20,000 $20,000 a year like we'll go with extreme poverty right so we'll start at the lowest scale somebody who's making 20 to 22 thousand dollars a year that's somebody who is working at a job that pays maybe 13 dollars an hour and they're working 40 hours a week after taxes they may take home um I don't know what $18,000 a year that would be like them donating three cents a year right Like that—that's essentially the equivalent. Like the money that he gives, even though we see these big numbers. Like, oh, he gave two million dollars to help the rain for two million dollars. Jess, what is two million dollars? Okay, he should be giving. Like, he should be, in my opinion, he should be giving away at least, at least a billion dollars a year. At least, at least. Now, if you want the the true answer, I think he should be giving around between five and ten million dollars a year for the betterment of society. Right? I don't care which foundation he gives it to. I don't care what if he just wants to build a complex for low income. Like I don't care what he chooses to do, but he should be doing something more than what he is doing right now right and I understand not not wanting to have the headache of being responsible for building something like um a housing complex or something like that but you have the resources to funnel the money directly where you want it to go so I digress enough with with Mr. Bezos because I am not at all like well I do have a problem with capitalism let's start there but the reality is that we live in a capitalist society. So who am I to judge somebody for taking advantage of the society that we live in in order to live the life they want to live. Right. So you, that's, you can't ask somebody to not want their, their betterment, but it is really, I think it's purely an American thing. Well, American and Saudis, because them Saudis be blowing the money thing to want luxury over comfortability. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like luxury to me would be having a five bedroom home, right? Like that's a like I don't like you know what I mean. There's no need for those extra. Comfortable to me is a nice three bedroom home, right? In the in the current state of my life right now, because I just it, it would just be me and my boyfriend, right? In our whatever home we would go to. So. It would be, it would be comfortable for us to have an, a three bedroom home for the, you know, future children we may, we may want to have da, 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 da but luxury would be a five bedroom home because what I'm going to do with those two extra rooms they are just there taking up space. Oh, I got two extra guests. Like they're not a necessity. I don't need that. So in the same respect, I'm talking about, you don't need 70 cars. You don't need six cars right so it's like this over exertion this uh, this need to just to show how much we have this flex culture i just i don't understand it to the extent that it exists like don't get me wrong like i like a nice item a nicely priced item here or there but i am bougie within reason okay i'm gonna buy a louis not a chanel you feel me like there are levels to this right <laughs> and further t- and to further explain my point about money hoarding is i'm going to hop off of jeff bezos cuz he's not the only person with an extreme mass amount of of wealth. He just happens he just happens to be at the top of the list, right? So let's go. Let's go down the list a little bit. get A little bit more specific. Okay. There will be 11 trillionaires within the next 60 years. So i'm 24 years old. In 60 years i'm going to be 84. Um all things going well, I'm still going to be here, right? So it'll be a normal thing in my old age for people to be trillionaires, right? That's it. like, that is, I can't even fathom multiple people having that much of the world's wealth just sitting. Like, you know, not anyway, I digress. I will get back into that later again. Let's talk about America. Who's the richest family in America? the Waltons, you know, the people who own Walmart, okay, they have a family wealth of 100, 190.5 million, right, and then going right after them, as far as the world goes, um, you had the al the the Saudi, the Saudi family, the Saudi billionaires, they're sitting at like 100 billion, 100 million even, excuse me, and then we have the youngest billionaire who you know is Callie um, Jenner. And let's just talk about the richest kid. Who is the richest kid in America? Now this one kind of tickles my fancy a little bit because it makes me feel good. Blue Ivy Carter is the richest kid in America. Her net worth is estimated to be $500 million. Now that is what we talk about when we say generational wealth, right? Because we see Beyonce and Jay-Z hit billion. They, they were like billionaires, I think, as a, as a couple, they were billionaires maybe about four or five years ago, um, but now Jay Z has reached billionaire status as his in his own rights, and Beyonce is not soon after. So it makes sense that their child would be the richest kid in America because they're the richest couple. I'm pretty sure in America, yeah. So. That is the reason that that you don't have so many new people breaking into that access of wealth because the money is hoarded and passed down generationally within the same group of people. Right. So it doesn't ever really leave that tight knit circle of the top one, the top 10th of one percent. Of the richest people it floats in that circle right so we are down here the 99 percent, right who actually allows the world to run because billionaires again or billionaires and millionaires are holding on to their money they're not circulating this large amount of money in the economy yes they might buy one extremely expensive item like a yacht like that is a one-time purchase right where you have regular people who are out every day shopping shopping which is why these people are able like a jeff bezos to reach that status because every time I hit check out on that court. That is money into his pocket, right? That is money from the 99% that is going, that is funneling up to that top 10 and to 1%. It's not coming back down. And that's what I'm talking about, about wealth redistribution. That all the money that we put up there, some of it, at least some of it should be funneling back down so that we are able to keep the cycle going, okay? Uh, Yes, not everybody is going to live this crazy millionaire-billionaire lifestyle, but nobody, nobody should be wondering where their next meal is coming from when you have people that have this much money. Like, when you have a society that allows people to garner this much wealth, why do we have people sleeping in the streets? Why do we have people on the verge of starvation in a first world country. Why? It makes no sense. it It is because of the greed that comes along with American individuality. Like this is this ideal of it's mine, I worked for it without realizing, wow, what did I, like who helped me along this way, right? Nobody is in the position that they are solely by themselves. We help each, we all help each other in some way or another, right? jeff bezos is outsourcing the production of his items to somewhere else right we are buying the music of these artists that allow them to live this lifestyle we are purchasing these products from walmart that allow them to look so it is only right in my opinion that that wealth comes back around to benefit those like they're always going to have the most of it because they are the producers of it right and again allow me to reiterate i am not faulting the people who have been fortunate enough to garner this much wealth for the fact that they have that much wealth. I'm simply saying to whom much is given, much is expected. Okay. So, no, I do not think they should be holding on to that amount of my money. I think they should use like like only hold on to as much as you need to maintain the lifestyle that you have you have garnered for yourself, right? So you have reached this mega level of success. You have your house, you have, you know, all the cars you want, you know, only keep to yourself what you need to maintain that. And maybe a little bit extra, right? Cause that, that is gonna allow you to maintain the lifestyle you have worked hard to achieve and that you want to achieve while helping do so much elsewhere at the same time do you get what i'm saying so let me like break it down into smaller numbers. so let's say i want to i want to own one two acres of land i want to build my home i want to have um a vehicle for myself a vehicle for my spouse and be able to buy however many children that i have their own vehicles and put them through college and that might sit me at somewhere of somewhere in the ballpark of like Holding ten million dollars, and I'm being generous because buying, yeah, buying the land, building the home. Let's say that's gonna that's gonna take me up to ten million dollars. Once I have built it and I have the cars, I want to be able to put my children through school, maintain that lifestyle, help them if need be, live a nice life, buy vacation, go on vacations, buy nice things every once in a while. Let's say that allowed, I need to have ten million dollars in my checking. Right. That I that I that I funnel through that takes care of my life, that's constantly, you know, going going in and out. A minimum battle for ten thousand. And then we have a savings, an emergency fund of an additional five million. That's a comfortable, nice lifestyle. And that's even being that that in itself is being a little bit extra, right? I'm just I'm trying to pick a safe number right so people are like well no because i need." i feel yeah that's it like 10 million funneling minimum and you're checking uh, an additional 5 million in savings and let's say you have another million in assets right you invest in a stock and things like that just in case you want to pull some extra money for maybe a big purchase you know maybe you want to be another piece of property or something like that so what does it benefit you to have another 60 million just sitting in the bank if it only cost you the 17 million to maintain your lifestyle and have a safety net like to why why the need to hold that right because you have enough to set your children to children up to make the right decisions in order to provide that lifestyle for themselves so why well, that's at least, that's at least my deal. Some people feel like they want to have enough to take care of their children. They don't have to, so their children don't have to worry about anything. So that they, they don't have to work if they want to. I'm not of that school of thought. I think everybody should work for the things that they want in life, period. Like, they should, yes, you should set your children up to be successful and be able to help them along the way And the parts that they may need it. But in no way, shape, or form do I think you should be fully supporting your child for the duration of your life. Right, I just think that's nonsense. So again, what is the need to have that extra money sitting in the bank? And for and for Jeff Bezos, let's say he's operating with ten billion in his checkings, and he's got five billion sitting in his savings and assets of of two billion. What do you need the other hundred and seventy nine billion for? Like it, like I just, it just does not compute for me it makes no sense to hold to hold that wealth to hoard it like it just i'm getting like a little emotional because it just frustrates me so much this idea of like the the greed that comes along with capitalism that's why i that is the number one reason why i think it is the responsibility of those who are at the top to redistribute their wealth because you do not get to the top of these positions by being nice people, right? Jeff Bezos has so much money, has so much of a high profit margin because of how little he pays his workers, right? In proportion to how much money that he makes. That is why he is able to amass such wealth, right? You don't have phenomenal people, morally righteous people in these prominent positions of wealth. It just cannot happen in a capitalist society. (sighs) Let me catch my breath they came up with the idea for the for the for what everybody wants so they should absolutely reap more of the benefits but they should not reap them all is what i'm was what i'm essentially getting at right lord have mercy but anyway i digress and also let's not forget there is a political aspect to this right The, the political aspect of people being able to attain this much access to wealth like we I feel like, well, most people who know who are politically aware know that corporations like Amazon, Apple, Microsoft pay zero dollars in taxes, right? I, making my $23,000 a year after taxes, pay more in federal income tax than Jeff Bezos, who profited billions the same year, right? So there's that aspect of why I think of the, respons- the responsibility specifically in America of those who are at the top to take care of those who are at the bottom. Because eventually you're going to run out of other people's money to spend, right? So we can only give you so much money for you to hold on to and not funnel it back down before we run out. Anyway, uh, this, is like, this is like a two-part episode. So I think I'm going to headed off here and then get more into into the political ramifications of hoarding wealth and not redistributing it and you know things like that so let me know what you guys think about this topic like it was when me and jazz were in here it was very contentious okay honey we were going at it I'm like what do you mean you don't think like it was a whole it was a whole thing but we ended on you know agree to disagree territory so <laughs> if you have any thoughts about this like don't be definitely like, like hit me up or whatever you know I got all my social media details in the outro but I hope you guys enjoyed the topic I hope it garners conversation with the people around you. I hope it inspires you, right, to attain wealth, to redistribute it to those who do not have it. But anyway, I think that'll pretty much cover it. So see you guys next week and real one out. Hey, y'all, and thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Sophista Ratchet, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you guys want to get to know me a little more, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore tie underscore l-a-s-h-a-lashay underscore again that's at underscore tie underscore lashay underscore and on snapchat at love underscore attractive that's at l-o-v-e underscore a-t-r-a-c-k-t-i-o-n you can also DM me anytime on any questions you may have about things I've talked about on an episode or even general questions you just may want to ask me. And if they end up being relevant to a topic I plan on discussing anyway, I will feature your question in an episode. New episodes will be every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come along and join the Sophista Ratchet fan where we get our lives, snatch edges, educate the people, and read folks for the filth when necessary. Catch you guys on the next one.